Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Jordan Dejani joining us on the show. Find him on Twitter at Jordan Dejani. He's the NFL writer for CBS Sports. And it says right here he's a, fire, he's a fiery sports radio guest. We're about to find out here in a second. Jordan, how the hell are you doing today? Dr. Carmen, thank you so much for having me on this fine Saturday. And listen, I'm working today. And usually that grinds my gears on a weekend. But listen, we have some great college basketball action, some great college lacrosse action if you're into that. And, of course, last but not least, the return of the XFL. Are you picking a favorite team? I do have a favorite team. So when the the teams were initially announced, um, I I spent some time up in the D.C. area. So I looked at over the D.C. Defenders roster and let me tell you, I quickly fell in love with these guys. I mean, Cardell Jones, toting the rocket quarterback. You got Donnell Pumphrey, if you remember him from San Diego State, he was a monster. Nick Brissett from LSU, Malachi Dupree from LSU, and of course, a guy by the name of Scooby Wright, who was a great linebacker at Arizona. So if you're a college football fan like myself, you definitely recognize some names up and down the roster here. So I'm very excited for what the D.C. defenders can do today in their debut. I'm I'm becoming a Guardians fan, and I'm getting hell from the fine folks in Ohio because Ken, you should be a you should be a Defenders fan because of Cardell Jones. And I said, man, I went to Akron, I didn't go to Ohio State, and I'm getting <laughs> ripped. I am getting ripped to shreds by some people out there, Jordan. I'm picking the Defenders as my favorite. I'm picking the uh, Guardians as my favorite team. I'm doing that. Oh, Sorry, yeah. nothing against that. Yeah, that's the way it goes. All right, I got I got a. What was your most disappointing season for a team? What was the most satisfying? I got five coming up later. I want to hear it from you first. Yeah, so the first one that comes to mind is definitely the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, after the run they made after the bye week last year when they acquired Amari Cooper, they ended up winning the division and and they won a playoff game as well. So it looked like this was a team on the rise. They had tangible talent up and down the roster on both sides of the ball. Um, So this was a team that we all thought was supposed to make it back to the playoffs and make even a deeper run to get to the conference championship game or even the Super Bowl. I mean, you have Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott just gave major money to. So, of course, that's the biggest disappointment. Um, And, you know, they got Mike McCarthy in the building now, so I think he's going to be somebody who can possibly take this team to another level. Definitely the playoffs, I would predict, next season. In terms of the most successful, uh, I know it's going to take some time for the fans to admit this, but – how about the San Francisco 49ers? Because this is a team that went 4-12 and last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo, in his first ever full season as a starter, took them to the Super Bowl. Everyone's mad about his performance in the big game. Well, the thing is, he was just making his third ever postseason start, for God's sake. I know he's got two rings, but this is basically one of his first ever postseason games. I think Garoppolo is going to end up being a good quarterback for this franchise. They had a great year, just like the Cowboys. They have talent up and down the roster, one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. So as soon as we get farther away from what happened last Sunday, I think that 49ers fans are going to admit that this is a team on the rise and that this campaign was a successful one. Out of 32 starting quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks do you think you'd take Jimmy Garoppolo over? Yeah, it's a good question. I'd probably have to sit down and literally write out the names on paper, but I would say he's definitely in the top 15. 
that's what that's the problem I had with everybody in the in the takes that came away from the Super Bowl. I'm thinking, man, you know, I I would say he's probably in the top eight. I because I, he takes care of the football. He's an efficient quarterback, and I don't think we should knock a guy for being a game manager. I think game manager is taking a nasty turn. I need a guy to be smart. Jimmy Garoppolo has been a smart, good quarterback. He's not Mahomes. Mahomes is on a different level. I think Mahomes could be the type of guy who might be able to take it away from Brady someday, and I mean that sincerely. But I think that Jimmy Garoppolo can be right up there with any one of these guys. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think we need to slow down because this was, again, this was his first full season as a starter. We don't know who Jimmy Garoppolo is yet. You know, he's evolving into who he's going to be. He's entering his second ever season as the full-time starter, basically. I mean, the fact that he got this team up to 13-3, and they were the last remaining undefeated team in the NFL regular season – uh, Garoppolo obviously has potential. That's why San Fran gave so much away to get him. So I think that the, the, the jury's still out on him. We don't know exactly how good he's going to be. But like you said, if you already have him in the top 10 and he just, he just finished his first full season as a starter, the 49ers obviously are doing something right. Jordan DeJani joining us on the show, CBS Sports NFL writer. Did you have a problem with Tom Brady doing a Super Bowl ad? Uh, I kind of did. I mean, really? it, it seems like he's yeah, – it seems – I mean – Nothing crazy, but it seems like he's really, really enjoying the attention he's getting off of this. Where is Tom Brady going to go this offseason? Is he going to forego the legendary New England Patriots and finish his career in a different uniform? You know, I feel like he's really embracing that. And I'm not sure why he wants to play hardball at this point in his career. I mean, he's one of the best players to ever do it, so I guess he can do what he wants. But it's definitely one of the top storylines of this offseason. And like you, like everybody, I'm intrigued to see what happens. But, yeah, the way the Super Bowl thing went down, like you thought he was going to announce his retirement or that he was coming back or if he was going to a new team. And he basically just, you know, did it for a commercial. And it was pretty funny, but I thought it was a little weird. Where is he going to be next year? You know, if, if you put a gun in my head right now or if I was forced to place a wager, I would say the New England Patriots. I think that he he wants to get paid a decent salary, but he also wants money allocated to those offensive weapons, getting somebody who uh, can come in and maybe at the tight end position, for example, and make an immediate impact for Tom Brady. And I feel like a lot of this contract negotiation stuff, what, what's going to be talked about just as much is uh, what the Patriots are going to do to help them. Are they going to trade for a tight end? Are they going to, which free agents on both sides of the ball are they targeting? Tom Brady wants to be probably in the decision-making room when the Patriots make decisions like that. Uh, so I think that the Tom Brady kind of will, will end up realizing that he's going to stay with New England, which really turned him into the star he was. Bill Belichick, obviously one of the best head coaches in the NFL. And Brady plays one or two more seasons. I, I think he stays. All right, what about Rivers, Carr, and Winston? Where do they go? Well, it's interesting because, yeah, the whole Tom Brady talk with, with Las Vegas now is pretty interesting. You know, if he was to walk, I, I would pick the Vegas to be in my top three of teams. Uh, John Gruden would go out and get him. So Carr, I don't think Derek Carr will be in Oakland. Um, what was what were the other two you gave me? Phillip Rivers. Uh, Phillip Rivers, from all – you've seen all the reports come out that he liked – that the Chargers and Rivers are likely headed for a divorce – and I think there's some credibility to that. I think that they want to maybe draft somebody with their first-round pick to get in the building, kind of start the youth revolution there in Los Angeles. Um, and what was the third one you gave me? Jameis Winston. Gee, I'm a big Jameis Winston fan, to be honest with you. I know he's very heavy on the turnovers, 
I will I will say that he re-signs uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I think it's a decision that is obviously a huge one because they got an income to a long, lucrative contract. And to be honest with you, with what Jameis Winston's shown this year, I, I would give him the money because he's somebody that can prove – he's somebody that proved that he can be, dare I say, an elite quarterback if he cuts down on the turnovers. And, yes, that is a huge if. Jordan Dejani joining us on the show. Is Andy Reid a Hall of Famer now? Yeah, I would say so. I, I, you could make the debate before even Sunday that he was a Hall of Famer. And I think that, you know, we talk about Super Bowls when we rank the best coaches, best quarterbacks, best players in the NFL. And the fact that he finally got one just kind of solidifies his case, in my opinion. You know, what he's done in Kansas City over the past few years has been almost unprecedented. He's got the second most victories over the last seven years, I think, than other than the Patriots do. Uh, so he's somebody who, who kind of revolutionized that offense, took the Chiefs to the new level, found Patrick Mahomes, made the most out of his talent on the offensive side of the ball, guys like Tyreek Hill and uh, Travis Kelsey. And, you know, he finally got a Lombardi and a Super Bowl ring out of it. So, yes, I, I would say he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Uh, we always talk about copycat league. Is there a way you can copy what Tennessee is doing? Because I, I think you can line up and you can try to run the football, and you can have a quarterback who takes care of the ball. I don't know where you're going to find 250-pound running backs who can bowl over 220-pound linebackers, though. Yeah, it's a good question because, honestly, like Ryan Tannehill wasn't exactly always a game manager toward those late games in the regular season. I mean, there were times where he looked pretty lethal through the air if you actually watch the Tennessee Titans. So, he, I think he was just as big of a part as Derrick Henry was towards the end of the regular season. But you're right. In the postseason, it was all about Derrick Henry. It was pretty incredible he was able to pull off. that. He probably made some money for himself. And if it's not from the Titans, it will be from another NFL team because he proved he's one of the best running backs in the league. So if you're talking about a copycat league, I would love to see more teams uh, enter the ground-and-pound style instead of the air raid offense. But to be honest with you, Derrick Henry is, is just a monster in himself, right? I mean, this guy is, is an absolutely huge human being. He's incredibly strong, and he's one of the fastest players on the Tennessee Titans. So just a kind of rare form of size and speed that he has going for him was, is what makes him so effective as a back, in my opinion. So I don't know if there's a lot of Derrick Henry's exactly running out there on the free agent market or entering the draft, but I'd love to see some, I'd love to see some more players like Derrick Henry. love to see some teams – uh, go get back to the ground game for sure. How does Mike Vrabel not get any votes for coach of the year? Yeah, I'm totally with you there. I don't think he necessarily should have won it, of course, but I, I do think that he's up there probably in the top four or so of, 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 of coaches, excuse me, uh, who should have been recognized for that award. Because to be honest with you, when they, when things are going downhill here in Nashville, Marcus Mariota, uh, Brave, people, people wanted Vrabel gone. There are people who were done with the Vrabel experiment, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. And obviously making that change to Ryan Tannehill really changed their entire year and public perception of Mike Vrabel around very quickly. I'm not surprised. I got to tell you, I'm not surprised. Everything's going offense, young offense. I could see why when they were 9-7 and seven and they didn't make it the first time, people were going, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. Mariota doesn't look good. This whole thing isn't going to work. Like, when you have all the league going one way and then you got a guy going the other way, like you have to be successful. And then they were successful. They got to the AFC Championship game. But I know you're surprised. You're down in Nashville, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised. It, it can be a scary scenario for a lot of fans who want to go with what they think a lot of other teams are going to go with. They want to be one of those. Yeah, I mean, it's all about finding like a good combination of just what you want to do with your offensive game plan. And, you know, I think the Titans could have done even better because they have a really talented wideout named A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss on the outside. I mean, I think he loved 
all receivers and receiving yards in terms of rookies this year. Um, you know, I think that he, he, if they went to the pass game earlier, or, or at least if they did more of that in their first two postseason games, they might have had a better chance against the Kansas City Chiefs. But like you said, things are definitely looking up in Nashville, even though there are some questions that who's going to start at the quarterback uh, next year. They obviously have a really good option in Ryan Tannehill, and they haven't really had a great quarterback under center for a couple of years now, so that's exciting. All right, I got 60 seconds. Tell me why San Francisco won't have some Super Bowl hangover in 2020. Yeah, you know, with Kyle Shanahan, I feel like he just kind of has the mindset of, of getting his team ready and back to the big game. I mean, he was almost kind of hedging his bet in Super Bowl media week, if you remember. He was saying that, you know, if we don't win this game, we're just going to get right back to the drawing board. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. This is a young team. Right? We already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have a lot of experience. Nick Bosa has the potential to be a generational player. Debo Samuel is going to get better as a wide receiver. I think this team is just going to get better, and they're going to cover their, their spots in free agency. I think they're just going to get better as a team, and who knows, they might be right back in the big game in 2021. Jordan, I thank you very much for the time, buddy. All the best to you and yours. My pleasure. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.